Crossfade. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jack. It's a Daily Talk Show episode 232. Oh, Is that right? Yeah, that but was I'm th- trying to mount my uh, microphone. You've Yeah, 232, that's right. I listened to 231 <laughs> this morning, actually. Uh, you would uh, know this voice. Previously cycling maven. Now Maven, now. now Mark. What, what are you calling yourself? You've well, transitioned. I, well, well, that's actually funny. It's just Mark Ferguson, right, on YouTube. Yeah. But uh, So it's just my name. But the hard part was transitioning from the at cycling maven uh, handles on social mm. to something that's like Mark Ferguson's gone. Like That's a pretty common name. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So Some I was like, okay, what do I put? That. And I put underscore Mark Ferg. That was just tears. I, I couldn't even look at it. I hated no, it. You can't. The, I've always wondered the people who grow a huge, huge social media, say Insta account, and they have some really whack username. Yeah. Like th- there's heaps of them that you have the underscore at the front and then yeah. – So there is an element of it doesn't matter. Yeah. Seeing as you had already built one, but you built it you built it on a really good piece of land essentially. That, that's right. And then right. you had to change to a suburb that you weren't happy with. But it was still the same ripper house that you built. I we love how he's just gone straight into real. He's just made the real <laughs> well, estate. Mate, you, you came in wearing a suit jacket. So I was trying to be relatable. <laughs> I got the shit paid out of me because I rocked up to this house party on the weekend in a full blown suit. I'd come. I'd came from a wedding, and I just hear this guy heckle me. The real estate agents arrived. <laughs> Got, it's got that vibe. It definitely had that vibe. Even though it's a good-looking suit, you're still out of place in a in a where everyone's just totally cash. Yeah, you yeah. look like a real estate so agent. You don't. You look like a travelling salesman. That's no, even I, worse. No, I think but isn't that what you're doing? That's even worse. He's just, <laughs> I've just come straight into the podcast and you're just roasted. insulting me. Just fucking absolutely it's because roasted. you changed uh, the handle to something that wasn't cycling. So what is, what's your current handle then? So, so it's at I'm just Maven. I'm just, yeah. I, yeah, so, I so like it was cycling Maven. So obviously I've just changed it to I'm just Maven. And I think mm-hmm. that's got a ring to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so when what la, what was the last episode that you were on our podcast? It was before that was 100. Uh yeah, it was pre pre Europe for yeah. you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Must have been just yeah, it was if you just type in cycling maven. In fact, it was the week before you went to Europe because uh, so because be. you were ru- rushing around madly oh, trying to record right. all these podcast series. Yeah. So that you didn't have to do it from bloody Venezuela. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we ended up having to do it from Venezuela yeah, exactly. as well. But we just got to break it up with some uh, some guests. Uh, mm. What's changed since we last spoke? So are you talking specifically about the cycling moments? No, just fucking everything. Just give us a wrap. Well, mate, I, want, I want to hear how you talk about things. Well, you know, on the cycle, just give people listening who don't know what I do, uh, YouTube channel. Um, so it used to be Cycling Maven. I've done over 600 episodes, vlogs, travelled around the world doing cycling stuff. But eventually, like cycling, man, I'm sick of talking about it, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you name yourself, when you go onto social and you name yourself a specific sporting something, yeah. You've got to talk about that thing all the time because that's where your following's at. And I had to change mm. it, man. I just had to do it to because there's more to cycling in, in life. Absolutely. Mm. I know you mm. were – I remember you. we spoke maybe a couple of months ago when you were just doing it and you were saying that you weren't sure how people were going to react and your video was like telling pe- – you made one about telling people. Yeah. What's the difference in what you thought how people would react versus how people do react? Yeah, good question. I, I mean I thought – 
obviously the the crew when you get used to something and you get used to a brand it's almost mm. like your daily talk show jingle you know mm. like i i know it off the top of my head mm. now i'm mm. singing it in the car almost on the way here <laughs> not not quite but i know it you know yeah. and so when you change your brand suddenly from what your audience is following to something else it's a massive risk mm. right because you've built you've built this brand over a number of years and uh, so it's a risk and you don't really know. This whole social media thing, we don't even – we don't know. None yeah. of us really know what we're mm. doing. We're well, just winging it. The reality is it's deeply connected to you. And so the yeah. change isn't just like, – it'd be like a – it's like, probably the similar reality to a name change like by le- by law. So going in, changing my name from to- Thomas to Tom uh, to Timmy. But it's not it's just – the thing is that it's not just a name change though because what you've – Inevitably done. Say, say if we use the analogy that um, real estate analogies, please. No, no it wasn't Can actually. Can we please just, if we ever resort <laughs> to an analogy on the show the real, for today, real estate? Come on, I, know, I, I don't even. I wouldn't see even the know what it is. in his eyes. That's a challenge, and he's well, accepted it. Well, no, well, you've you've essentially walked away from. You were real estate maven, and then you've you've said, "I'm not real estate maven anymore," which. Do you think that it puts a negative light on other real estate agents who are like, hey, bro, like you're moving away from us and they see it as a bit of a personal attack on what they do? Yeah, I I totally see. And that was one of the the problems that I originally had with changing the name. I didn't want to discredit cycling or anyone who is invested just in cycling. But for me, it wasn't working. Um, The other thing is Maven. Anyone who doesn't know what a Maven is, if you're Wikipedia, it's back in the day when I named this channel, it's an expert in a particular field who seeks to pass on knowledge to others. Mm. And the truth is, I'm not an expert (laughs) in cycling. I thought it was a bird. No, that's a raven. Or a maverick. That's a raven. (laughs) Or or a maverick. (laughs) Maverick. Maverick, maven, uh, Logan Paul. But the good thing is, to be honest, maven's fucking great because guru is stinky as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's tears. It's a a Yiddish word, actually. Maven is. Maven, yeah, it's Mm. a Jewish word. Yeah. Just, you know, incidentally, I just thought I'd throw this. (laughs) No, well, you're fucking dropping (laughs) truth bombs. And so... The, yeah, so how do people react? Yeah, so when you say? when you did it, so yeah, that's that's because um, people are was fucked pretty YouTube, supportive. Basically, people there's very there's trolls, yeah, lots yeah. of trolls. So you know, it's funny you say that because podcasting is great because you can say your piece, you can have a bit of chang with some mates, and then bang, you put your thing up and you don't get much feedback. Yeah. Hold that thought, chang. Chang. So you Chang is like talking Chang, and I like talking shit. You keep saying that to me. You're like, yeah, talking Chang. Yeah. Like you're answering the question. So Chang is talking. talking. What does Chang mean? Well, it's fun. Well, it's funny. It's actually a Yiddish word. <laughs> you know, we, we we sort of uh, my mates and I. You know, when we get pissed and we have yeah. a few drinks, we're talking Chang. You know, or we're talking left-handed Swahili. So you know, like, <laughs> so the left-handed so, Swahili for a podcast was a bit too long. Yeah, it was too long. And I actually, I've got a podcast now, and I've named it. Talking, talking chang so it's so great brand integration well, that so was just done because that was the um no because mark sent me a text message with the artwork and i had an anxiety attack because i was like i love the artwork but do i explain that i don't know what chang is yeah. and uh, given that that was the name of your podcast so then yeah. well we're started, simple yeah, folk over you here were pretty concerned daily talk show yeah, we're, yeah. We're simple folks. and i'm actually flabbergasted that you because searching for that on Social, yeah, yeah, that all the you know, because mm-hmm. you got the Twitter handles yeah, yeah. and stuff. I don't know how you got that, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. It was very good, but the thing, the thing was that I, when I was actually trying to find this Chang reference, I ended up landing on one of your videos anyway. It was like, I think it was, mm. 
I thought it must have been a reference to Thailand, right? Chiang Mai or something. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I think it was in Thailand that you were talking Chiang. Yeah, that's right. Which is fucking yeah. confusing, but it's, it's got yeah. nothing to do with Chiang Mai. Well, or no, it does. I, I, I think it was we were on the booze one night and we're drinking Ch- the Changi beers. And someone said, stop talking Chiang. You know, like there one of my mates, Joel Lithgow, actually, a yeah. good mate of mine from Perth. Just an absolute hilarious. Changhead. He's not a comedian, but he should be. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think he came up with it, so I stole it. No, I like it. No, well, I'm glad that you we worked. You can use it too if you talking want. Talking Chang. Yeah. All right, coming back, podcast. I mean, the YouTube. So the YouTube, yeah, talking about the hate. So as, as everyone knows, you get just absolute loose cannons on, <laughs> on uh on, on YouTube. Do you filter it? Do you get no? Because I noticed with the Matt Diavella podca- uh, YouTube uh, comments, they were all really nice, but I saw that there was a different different amount of numbers in the total. So I would see like 98 comments, right? And then you would click on recent comments or whatever and it would drop down to 89 as if there's been some that have been flagged. Like he's either got a filter that if someone says fuck wit that it just doesn't post. Mm. Have you got those filters? You, they, they naturally set it up. Okay. So if there's swear words or things like that, they will naturally filter through to review comment section. Oh, but I don't have anything yeah. like that. I yeah. just, you know, all the co- any engagement is good engagement on YouTube. Oh, that's and it's cool. actually for the algorithm as well if there's engagement. So if someone even clicks the dislike button, oh, it's sure. a good thing for yeah. your video. Any interaction with the video is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, you, so do you, in that case, allow this negative feedback on yeah I, I'd allow negative feedback but I will I did go through a phase there where I was a little bit sensitive when when I went to Europe uh, last year we had a Kickstarter so we put a Kickstarter together to our fans and we said listen you guys chip into the Kickstarter we'll make vlogs from Europe yeah. so you guys pay for it and we'll go make some video mm-hmm. content for you and there was a lot of people that criticised me, you know, saying I was money grabbing and stuff. So I got a little bit sensitive when they were criticising me through, you know, some some yeah. nasty comments. And you also mentioned that they reached, they said mm. shit about Han as well on the. Yeah, well, so can I say it? Yeah, well, you said it last episode. Did I? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> someone said uh, the exact. So obviously in Europe, you're on the opposite times thing to per, to, yeah. to Australia. So I woke up in the morning one day after posting a video the night before. Yeah. I woke up to the top comment on my. Video. So that means people have liked it. So people have liked this comment, yeah. right? Yeah, sorry. Hannah that. needs a cock in her ass. Oh, no, I didn't say that. I wouldn't like that. That's right. I think I then told I you. I can't th- believe you wrote that. No. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just fuck with. Someone wrote on the um, haunted house or scary house video that I did. I was looking through this house. The only thing scary about that video is your girlfriend. <laughs> people are fucked. Yeah. People are no fucked, mate. Some comments are horrendous. And you know what? It's not the outright mean comments like that. It's the it's the passive aggressive little mm. tears comments mm-hmm. that you get. You know, like mm. like this is the other thing, right? We're, I'm a video creator. I know I've made six hundred videos. I know how to make a fucking video. Yeah. Okay, I don't need you, Joe Random, coming on and telling me that's a good video, but I think you should have done this. If, yeah, the people feed, like, always people always have an opinion. Yeah. And they're the ones not in the arena fighting the uh, the lion. I think that the hard bit of feedback. <laughs> who's the lion? Um, the trolls on YouTube. The trolls. No, it's just the. It's probably internal. Like that. If I'm to go back to the metaphor, it is the lion is the internal uh, hate or the internal noise because yeah. to put out 600 videos, there's a lot of fucking. I'm not good enough. This is shit. It's not great. You know all that stuff. Yeah, and I'll tell you what it is. It's. It's just wanting to be noticed. Mm. So I find that a lot of these guys make these comments just so that the person notices them, either gives it a love or responds to them. You know, so all the negative stuff, yeah. 
is to incite a bit of action. And you know? so what was the – was there feedback that that is hurtful, hard to read, but is actually correct? Yeah, there, there, there is sometimes. With the Kickstarter thing, there was a little bit of uh, – it sort of – it sort of struck a chord a little bit because it was difficult. So, for example, we're getting some feedback that we weren't creating the content that we promised. But the thing is when we went to Europe, we realised that it was actually a lot more difficult travelling. I mean, you guys know you create videos. Imagine travelling with all your equipment Mm. going from day to day to day. You've got no internet access. (laughs) You're trying to make a video sitting in a toilet somewhere trying to edit this video just, I don't know, know, wherever, in the car even. Running out of battery. I mean, it is logistically a nightmare to create videos on the road. Mm. And so, but we did promise that we'd make these videos, you know. So there was a little bit of that that sort of came back to bite us. Did you feel like you needed to apologise? Did you say sorry? How do you feel? I didn't say sorry, but we yeah. still created amazing videos. Like if yeah. you ask most of our followers, they said they said it were great videos, yeah. and, and under the circumstances, we did really well. Yeah, um, but there was a little bit of that, but mostly just stupid comments. You yeah, know, like stupid nasty shit. And coming back to changing the name mm-hmm. from Cycling Maven, I think there's a little bit of legacy that I want to get away from from that as mm-hmm. well. Is uh, a legacy the audience though? Are you going? Uh, can you change the name? Can you change? Like if you. If part of it is that you've had a bunch of fights at a cafe, so you've got a cafe and there's like a bunch of fights as that can happen. I'm previously – I'm actually yeah. listing this cafe. <laughs> exactly. I'm a real estate ad. And so, yeah, real estate analogy. Now, imagine, you know, you've got a cafe, a bunch of fuckwits come in, they cause trouble, changing the name of the cafe when all the remaining people – are still there. Mm. Do you feel a bit of that? Do you feel like you've changed the name but no, it's still the same? No, no, I, and that's a good question as well. What I feel as though I've done with the name change more so is just open up my scope of topics to talk about. Mm. I mean, I think I've done the cycling thing to death yeah. and I think over 600 videos, You, I mean, how, what else can you talk about? Yeah. What else can you talk about in cycling? I, you know the new, you know what I mean, like tire pressures and shit like that's been done to death. So I think now I can talk. About, I can start the podcast. I can talk about. I can do tutorials, and you can talk about anything. Mm-hmm. I could do a news I, thing. I love the reality is I've spent a lot of time trying to work out how to build an audience and speaking to people with an audience. And some of the suggestions have, have been like find your niche, your niche. You know, find something that you can then visit every time. And then it's like interesting because that's only just one truth and then you've got this other truth based on the context of the last, you know, five, six years or whatever it is to be saying, I actually don't want a niche. I want you've built the aud- you've built an audience and now you're trying to open it up a bit more. I've thought about it. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point and – Yes, I do believe in build your niche. I mean, that's why my audience is really there from the, from the cycling stuff. But I think once they get to know you as a person and realise that there is more to the, to the show, mm. um, you know, I think it opens up your scope to a big audience. But again, are they going to stay? Mm. And that's the question. And I've had, we've had a, a small drop off. I've got 50,000 subs on YouTube. We've had about 1,000 people leave ever since I announced the name change. And – Every video we <laughs> every video we make, there's a few that drop off. Yeah. But I think that's not their cup of tea. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so that's okay. So do you think that it's almost like the niche to me strategy? It's like start with the niche, yeah. build the buy-in on me and what I'm doing and then slowly introduce them to this 
extra complexity that is Maven and what you yeah, what you're doing and other and other topics, you know. And I think yes, I think there that's happening. But who am I to say whether that's actually going to work? Because at the moment. It's not. I mean, well, it is and it isn't. Mm. Most people are, you know, if you look through my The End of Cycling Maven video, most people were very encouraging. They were like, yep, I'm looking forward to the next thing. But having said that, if you look at our stats and our numbers, we're still getting the views and stuff and we're getting more uh, listeners on the podcast, Mm. but we are getting a drop off in subscriber rates on YouTube. Mm. So Josh is off social media and I've been thinking a lot about it. Are you detoxing? Um, No, he's Uh, off. I've retired. No. Don't say quit. I've well, retired. okay, retired. He's, he wants to potentially have a comeback in his in his uh, oh, I don't, I don't, Have you? De- sh- well, you've got a retirement. You can you can come out of retirement. I could definitely uh, potentially. I think that would be pretty. Quitting be something is a bit, a bit sleazy. Quitting is really severing the tie. No, quitting. I, retiring. The reason I use the word retiring is because I feel like I've had a really. Good life on social media. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Quitting feels really negative. You quit from a job. I'm retiring from the whole fucking thing. Yeah. So so talk to me about that because I often think about this myself, yeah. right? I lie in bed at night and I look at, you know, now with the, the shutdown of Cycling Maven and I'm doing other stuff, I, I've still got a lot of cycling stuff because of algorithms that keeps coming up in my feed yeah. mm. even though I've changed my name and it's all cycling and I'm like, I don't want to look at cycling mm. shit. I want to look at something else. I want to yeah. look at surfing, for example, right? But you look at the cycling crew in the in the cycling world, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see this. I don't so I almost want to bloody cancel my, my accounts as well. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think there's a, the at that moment you're being the consumer, not the creator. Yeah. So it's it just I think what you've done, Josh. Why was that eye roll? Well, because well, fucking Maven says he doesn't want to use. Uh, a stand because he's and he literally said yes while having the microphone on, over his head. What do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> he, he, just said, yeah, he just said yes, but he said it like this. <laughs> ah, so you're rolling your eyes. I was rolling Maven. a fucking ah. Maven. And Maven knows exactly what the fuck he did, didn't you? Straight away. <laughs> Straight away. I looked at you. I've got the head. I'm, I'm trying to work it out. I'm the one wearing the headphones. Ah, so, so yeah, this is what's happening. Yeah. Um, so the consumer <laughs> stuff. Um, I think from my observation of what Josh has done is saying he's reducing his consumption, which comes with the byproduct of not. So you haven't shut not- your account down. No, so when I when he says reduce consumption, he's saying that the reason I got rid of the account was to reduce overall consumption. Mm. I don't. All I have, I deleted Instagram completely. But no, sorry. Whoa. No, when I say that, when you go to Josh Jansen on Instagram, it says it's a bio that says retired from social media, creating things at joshjansen.com and I have removed all of the photos, all the posts. Mm. So if someone clicks on me, they're not going to see anything of my past on Instagram. The only thing they'll be able to do is go on social, uh, go through to my joshjansen.com. So really that's, that's vetting people from seeing your stuff. It's not vetting you from seeing and being a consumer. Well, so I've also deleted Instagram. So I'm, I'm not logging in. Mm. I'm not seeing DMs. I'm, I only just re-downloaded Instagram and put the daily talk show on there just because I see that as a podcast thing and I'll just post something and I'll just be in that little world. I'll just look at the posts we've done and the comments mm. and consume and do stuff on there, but I will actively not click through and fall into the fucking rabbit hole that is clicking on bios, clicking yeah. on all mm. of the I, I actually don't think we think about 
the strategy that we're implementing with being a creator. So yeah. you, I don't know how much you've thought about it. I've been thinking about it a lot. So my hypothesis is what we know is that if you don't choose a strategy, it's still a strategy to not focus on what you really want to achieve with it, how much you want to create, and then you just start posting. That is a strategy, right? But I think that strategy is dictated by the social platforms. The so algorithms. The algorithm, yeah. the yeah. the feeling that you get from something, you know, likes, yeah. from the attention, from how many subscribers you got. So that's what dictates the person's strategy who doesn't choose yeah. the strategy. I'm going to do Instagram TV because Instagram TV is available to yeah. me. Yeah, rather so they've chosen than, for you. Rather than... Um, thinking about everything being an actual question of like, does this filter through with what I want to do? And the yeah. benefit is for the platform. And sometimes the byproduct of the benefit for the platform is someone winning, getting you know a million followers on Instagram. Like, But that's so rare. Like from a percentage point of view, that is so low to actually get any of that success. And so choosing – and what I see Josh doing and the pushback he's had from people about getting rid of it, all he's doing is choosing a, another strategy – that isn't what the status quo isn't the status quo, and so it's really fascinating to think about if you were to limit what platforms you're on. Because I counted 15 over the last 10 years that I've actually been posting on. You know, like 18 accounts across all of these. So who's how do you if the you know how do you find success across 18 different things? It's spreading your focus yeah, 18 times. You, you're dead right, and and it's uh, it's thinning out your resources as well. We've only got limited time, mm. but there's a no, I think there's a number of things going on here too because we get it's these social media uh, apps are designed to keep us from creating. I mean, mm-hmm. most people are consumers. Yeah. And there's, you know, very few people that are actually creators. And I can, so I can see merit in that. One thing I'd be questioning is, are you – you're creating a brand, of, yeah. of, you know, yourself mm-hmm. on, on the daily podcast. So what if people want to sort of – what if they get hooked on you and yeah. they want to learn more? I reckon that – so I read Deep Work by Cal Newport. I don't know if you've heard of that book. He was talking about the difference between deep work and shallow work. And I just think that – the stuff that I can post on Instagram, Instagram is almost too easy. Everyone can, everyone can post on social media. There's no real skill to it. So what I'm trying to do is only focus on high skill content creation. So writing longer form, making video content, doing the podcast and thinking that that is – if people are left with wanting more but I'm still being consistent – I think that that's, that's a win. And I think you can only think that's a bad strategy if you think the opposite is the better strategy. So you think it's better to post on every single platform, post trying, hit as many – like, but then that if you think deeply on that is just that you obviously think that's correct. And a lot of people think that's correct because it's – how it's like a logical way to go about it, right? Yeah. I'll post on well, some some people make it work too. I think the thing is that I've got the luxury of not having an audience. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a lot and harder for you because you've you've built an audience and you've made it work and you've and so it's for me. I'm like, okay, well, I'm in the unique position of I don't have anything. Like when you've got. It's, it's like the equivalent of like if you've got a house and kid and all these responsibilities, all these things start to change in the way that you approach life mm. versus someone who has nothing, doesn't have to think about all that. Mm. I think that's what maybe I've applied to the audience, which is day one, if I just did the things that I want to do, 
What does that look like? Mm. And you make an interesting point um, with posting good quality, high quality content because that's hard to do yeah. for most people. Yet anyone can pick up their phone, take a photo of a flower and post it on Instagram. Mm. So Guilty. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean I often do the same thing. Like yeah. I'm not a great photographer. Yeah. Yes, I can create videos but you know, when I think about what am I going to post because you need to remain relevant yeah. too. If they don't see you in their feed, who is this guy? Yeah. But and who's so dictating I think that, that? Well, who, I think, like that feeling? I, I think that that's that because from? the way that we consume content. But yeah. I think that I'm banking on the idea that it all will hopefully change. And so th- what I've been thinking about is social media is micro uh, micro comparisons that's constantly happening, right? So the way that the feed is designed, I'm only going to be on a piece of your content for a minute let's say, max, but you're sort of turning through it. It's, it's like radio in the sense that you're in the car and you're tuning between stations and you're flicking between all these different breakfast shows until someone triggers something and you're interested in it. And I think that the difference between what podcasting does or what a blog does is it's like, no, you're arriving to my space and you're choosing to be here. So the buy-in is much higher Plus, there isn't the back and forth of comparison that can happen where it's like going from uh, you, Maven, on fucking on a bike for <laughs> something different. Say you're on a bike. Maybe you've just sold it. more to me than you've, s- you've sold a house at a real estate. You're in front of a sold <laughs> He's on a bike in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> and so. <The> traveling salesman. <laughs> we just real okay. estate salesman. I have done that. I have traveling done that. real estate salesman. The. Um, Fuck, you see the rebrand happening live on the show. Um, He's going to walk away as uh, real estate maven. <laughs> I think there is already one. There's, is there? Yeah, I think there oh, is. Um, He's trying to rebrand as yeah. well at the moment. So the thing is that, yeah, with a podcast, people who are listening to this are going to listen to this for 35 minutes, 40 minutes. Yeah, because they're here for you guys. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly right. It's and slower. It's much, much slower. How do you think that you actually built your audience? Well, I mean, again, it was like what you were talking about earlier with the if you even not having a plan. I I never really had a plan. I had a rough mm. plan in my head when I started making these videos, and I had no idea how to make videos. So I went on to Lynda dot com, mm. and I started watching how to create videos on Premiere Pro. And before you know it, I was creating these really crap videos. <laughs> but I sort of figured at the time that if I keep making them, a I'll get better at them. Mm. And people will get to know me through the videos and realise, hey, I'd like like to watch these videos. And eventually I build up a a pretty big audience, right, in that niche of cycling. But uh, again, I never really had a strategy. But you were – the niche was part of the strategy though. You had identified that the cycling stuff. But it was your interest at that Well, I suppose that's exactly right. It was my interest. I mean, I didn't really – there's things I can talk about. I can talk Mm. about other topics. I can talk about drinking coffee. I could have started the cafe maven and just gone around to to cafes and stuff. But that would have got – You would have had a heart attack by now. (laughs) (laughs) What would the niche be? If you were to start – if you had to commit to a niche today, something maven – I've got a gun to his head. He's actually – he has to commit. Oh, I what don't know much it? about real estate. <laughs> what is it? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. And what what are the filters, I guess, that uh, you use? I, I suppose I know a lot about, as I've said about 10 times in this podcast, I know a lot about video editing. Yeah. So I could start sort of niching into video editing. And the thing is with YouTube mm. is that there's so many people there mm. to learn because they can't afford lynda.com at 350 bucks a, a year. Yeah. So they go to YouTube to learn the video creation. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be a... 
That'd be something. Why do we? Why do we? Because I've always seen people pretty early days, and I got told about this guy who I've seen his videos, and he's messing them up a lot. But this dude told me who works with him. Oh, he's actually going to start doing a course for teaching people how yeah, to do yeah. this. Well, it's a great and, way to make money. Well, isn't it? so money's one of them. But I've always thought. And I've even done it. I've got, okay, I'm going to run a day workshop. It's like there is a moment where most people, I think a lot of creators, look to how can I teach people? How can yeah. I then become the teacher? Yeah. And I, I've kind of given it some pushback and Josh said a great question. When is the right time? When can you be the teacher? Because if it is, if it seems like it might be too early for a lot of people. Seth Godin says time? he's a teacher. Like I think that because – I think that it's like coaching. Coaching has so many negative connotations because of I think what has happened within the industry of a lot of people who are 18 who have been part of some form of coaching program or, you know, working remotely, you know, make money on a beach type of thing. And I think teaching there isn't that spreads to that but there is so much benefit from teaching as well and and teaching and or coaching you know there's something about age right so mm-hmm. as you get older you people look at you with a bit more cred yeah uh, as a as a teacher so if you start talking you know like you're a maven about uh, you know real estate mm-hmm. people are going to listen to you <laughs> well if you're mate. in your 40s yeah, yeah, as yeah. opposed to if you're in your 20s yeah um so you know i mean i think i'm 45 well this is the thing right this is the other thing i was going to say I'm 45 years old and I don't even see myself as a, a teacher. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think you have to, in your mind, get your head around the fact that if you, know, if you want to be a teacher or a coach, you have to start positioning yourself as an authority on the subject, mm-hmm. which is something I never did with cycling. I never really went in my videos and pretended as though I knew a lot about that subject. What was your brand mm. filters, do you think, for that? Like what is – if you were to say – finish this sentence, Cycling Maven is – what was Cycling Maven at that time? Cycling Maven for all of the duration of my vlog yeah. was just a cycling frother, <laughs> you know. But really in retrospect, if I had my time again, I would have positioned myself as an authority – and I really would have read up on the pro cycling yeah. scene and 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 known my shit Did about the think, subject mm. because I think scalability-wise in terms of making it a full-time gig, uh, if you're an authority in the subject, then you can make a living mm. out of it. Whereas if you're just a cycling frother yeah. mm. who's making videos and you mentally position yourself as just a dude who just makes videos just for fun because he loves cycling, then there's not really a long-term prospects of making a full-time living out of it. Hence why I'm sitting here in a suit selling surgical devices on a daily basis. Well, did you nearly do that? <laughs> did you? I mean, because that's a choice. You, you could have gone down the route of I'm now influential in this, play, in this space like a cycling tips or something. Yep. Did you consider doing that? Not really because I never really felt as though I was that interested. You know, for example, for me to sit down, I'll give you an example. Matt Keenan, he's a, he's a cycling commentator here in Australia. He, you'll start to hear him talking on all the TV shows about cycling. He'll be the guy in the future. He knows a lot about every pro rider. When yeah. they won races, he, he has read a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I look at him and go, kudos to you, bro, because I can't even get up in the morning and look at cycling news. Yeah. I don't give a shit who won the race yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's part of the problem. You've got to be madly passionate about what you do mm-hmm. to be an authority in it. So if, for someone who is thinking that niching is the way to go, is the advice unless you are 
100% dead set into it, love it, live and breathe it, don't do it. Exactly. Don't, don't bother. I mean, you could start it out and say, see, I wouldn't say don't start because you can start it out and realise that you're actually madly passionate about video editing mm, yeah. and creating videos on YouTube. So you might go into another area. So, and this is what I say to Hannah, you know, she's always saying to me, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Mm. I mean, she's 32 years old. She's sort of, she's young still. And I'm like, well, just start something. Yeah. Mm. Just start knitting and you might realise that you like you like crochet. Or, I don't know. Crochet you know maven. What is crochet anyway? <laughs> Actually, don't Something know. Something with knitting, like it's needles, like a needle on that. My wife does it, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Well, How could I don't you not know. know. This is the whole thing. Crochet. She's got a bunch of wool yeah. and it's crochet. Isn't but it? Just, yeah. just coming back to you, um, who was your inspo for, for getting off? So, obviously, there's a big movement at mm-hmm. the moment. You know, a lot of people are saying yeah. that social media is mentally not good for you. Yeah. Who was your inspo? Me. I reckon, no. <laughs> I reckon, no, I think there's probably three, three key people. Uh, Cal Newport, uh, who wrote Deep Work. Um, Seth Godin, who has been writing a, a blog post every single day, mm-hmm. you know, for the past 15 fucking years or whatever it is, a very mm-hmm. long time. And doesn't use social media outside um, of a few, like... Well, well, Twitter, he started, I remember when he started on Twitter, he was yeah. telling everyone to get on Twitter. This is years ago, yeah. 2010, even earlier. And he didn't even start his own Twitter account. It was just Seth's blog. Yeah. Getting yeah. automating. Just broadcasting. Yeah. 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 And so and the other one, Matt Diavella with the social detox stuff. And so what I recognized was, you know, I guess that you can commit to not having meat for a month or you can just completely get off it. And so for me, I thought I looked at who do I want to be? Who do I aspire to be? Who inspires me? And also, what do I want to do on a day-to-day basis? And I saw a misalignment between who I wanted to be, which is a guy who is well-considered, who spends time in things to give it proper thought that is... Um, a maven. Yeah, maven, exactly. And I don't, think, I don't think that you can be a maven on social media. He got a maven tattoo, but he got a bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's got actually it's a cycling... A- it's a bird on a bike. <laughs> that would have been a great logo. Matt, can we just what what was the bird that I was thinking of? A maverick, right, raven, raven, which raven, is often what raven. I say to people. You know, when I say, you know, they say, "Where can I see this video?" I say, "Cycling Maven," and they go, "Oh, what's?" That? And I'm like, "Just think of the bird Raven, okay. and then replace the R yeah. with an M." I mean, what yeah. if you were to give pushback on this whole me getting retiring from social media? What is it? Or even the strategy? Look, I've I don't really have out. any pushback because I've been thinking it myself. Yeah. If I think about what cracks me, you know, is seeing. Uh, other people who I know that I don't necessarily like doing yeah. really well. And, you know, you should be thinking, yeah, good on that dude for yeah. working hard and doing well. That's so true. Mm-hmm. But there are elements, and I can't help it, where I go on a social media and I'm a little bit, oh, yeah. like I'm, mm-hmm. it doesn't even motivate me to create, to compete with them. It's, it's actually quite demotivating to see people doing really well and it, and it looks effortless. And yet I put so much work into my videos and my podcast yeah. and stuff like that. It's only an illusion though because they're doing exactly the exact right. same thing. And, and then they're looking over as you're putting your finger up at someone else at the back of their head. Someone's putting their finger up at the back of your head saying, yeah. fuck you, I wish I had what you've got. And I, and I suppose my point is even with an audience, which is what, you know, I've, I'm, I haven't got millions of subscribers, but even with an audience, mm. someone like me, uh, even we 
you know, even people with 200,000 or million subscribers, they're all sitting there thinking, God, yeah. what's that guy doing, you know? Mm. So what's the, um, what is the appeal or what do you actually think? Where do you reckon it's going to land with all of this for you personally? Look, I, I, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, I, real estate maven. <laughs> real estate maven. No, no, I really think getting off – I think being a creator is important. So creating something, uh, having fun with it and sort of trying to get as much away from this comparing yourself to others thing as, yeah. as possible, which is detoxing from social media. In, in fact, getting off it completely, I think that's where it's at for the yeah. future. What mm. do you think replaces – how much time do you spend a week on social media? Well, you know, you, you forget about the times that you're sitting in the car. Uh, you know, Have you got an iPhone? Car, sorry, sitting in, the, in, in bed. I've got an iPhone, yes. But sitting in bed, you know, for me, for my day job, I'm sitting in theatre waiting for the surgeon and I'm sitting there flicking through Instagram. Mm. So these are all the things that are just subliminal. Yeah. You know, you don't even know you're doing them. Do you actually look at – because the iPhone has screen time. Have you no, I don't check it out. I don't check it out because I don't trust it. It's like when you have the sleep app. How, do, how does it fucking know We've how got much another it's conspiracy, Jimmy, on our hands. It's got that vibe. You've got very conspiracy. <laughs> it do, would you look at how how much that app Jimmy, is open. Jimmy and I need to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you a conspiracy? Yeah. I, I don't you mind are? a good conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. 9-11 was definitely one, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> the... Um, no, can you pull out your phone and see how long you've – can we do yeah, it for the first it. time? All right, I'm going to get mine. Too. Okay, so TJ is going to get his. The funny thing is maybe I'll do it on mine, which could be embarrassing if I've spent more time on social media. Um, what was it? It would be uh, a week ago. It so. did say a heap, but there was one that was open. It could have been Reddit Google or – Google Maps. Google Maps. Yeah, that's right. Do you so know where this, it is? this doesn't uh, record – so this um, naughty sites, does this it? Will no. be, no, 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 settings. No, no, totally Where is it? Um, screen <laughs> time. Let me go settings. So settings. Yeah. <laughs> Number one oh, for screen Maven time. is it's front and center. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. So this is my work. I've got two phones. This is my work phone. So I'm really. Uh, gonna, would you have social media on? So do you want last yeah. seven days or? So if you click onto that, Maeve dog. All right. So today. So if you go to the top, you can check between. Today and last seven days. Let's do last seven days, guys. Can we start off with today because my numbers are impressive for today? Here we go. Okay, Here we today go. and then into last right, seven days. So today? Go. So Josh, you go. Uh, lead, lead with Tommy. Because he wants to have the final Well, you've win. got an unfair advantage because yeah. you're off. Yeah, exactly. Right, so it's really so between Tommy and I. Today, so um, what's that say? One hour, 46 minutes. What In total, f- that's across productivity, yeah. entertainment, social exactly. networking. So one hour and 46 minutes. How much on Instagram? Um, Instagram, four minutes. Oh, good effort. Four minutes on Instagram. That's crazy. Yeah. Where, so where's the main amount of time? Four minutes. Mail. You Mail. Like, okay, sure. I was writing right. a few emails. What about you? See, well, that's the thing. That's interesting because I cannot write emails on my phone. I have to wait. And this is part of procrastination yeah. is I go home yeah. and just get on the computer. But anyway, that's incidental. <laughs> Sorry, guys. got to go home. So, I need to write an email. <laughs> you know, that, that's like, the best is, excuse. This is actually quite interesting because I'm mid-40s. So yeah. it's like... I can't, you know, where were you guys just bang them out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you got to do? You got to get your fucking. Well, I like, like to have you the settings. Ink up the, you got to ink up the fucking. Well, I like what to is have that the called? format? I like the font uh, on the on the computer yeah. too. Whereas the font on this is tears. Anyway, so so I'm an hour and twenty two. Okay. I'm yeah. thirty two minutes, but thirteen minutes on Instagram because I was responding to because I did that. Um, you just run to a message. Yeah, I was re- no, not to a message to comments oh, okay. on our daily talk show yeah. stuff. So, so most of mine's Twitter, Aaron's twenty two. Okay, so, yeah. and Google Maps. And so if you so go to the I have last, no idea where I'm going. if you go, if you go to the last seven days, yeah. um, what's your top app? So what's your top app? The most used app, and it will tell you the amount of time you've used it. Twitter. 
hour and 22. Far out. Instagram, four hours and 31 minutes. So you mustn't – have you got it on seven days I do, but the problem with this is – and this is where it's not legit. So so I need to add this and my other phone, phone. my two phones. I really need to add them together. Full drug dealer. Yeah. Yeah, So (laughs) yours yours is irrelevant. So so what was yours, T? Seven seven day is – top app is Instagram – and I used it for four hours and 31 minutes. So my Instagram usage is down to one hour, 21 minutes for seven days. Okay, and then what's your top app? Chrome. How long are you in Chrome? Four hours and 10 minutes. That's because I'm checking Instagram. Checking how to delete Instagram. No, he's gone in the back way to look at the desktop version. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, so what do you think you would replace with all the... Oh, hang on. Sorry. I just want to say one more thing. Scroll down. There's a how many times you've picked up your phone. And it tells you per day. So this is like pull it up. I like this. You're educating me here. So, but you won't believe the numbers anyway. For people playing at home you just go into settings on your ios phone yeah iphone and there's a, a little screen purple, time and then you click through time. and so pickups for me 97 per day is how many times i'm picking up my phone that's big what that's, do you got that's double mine that's double in fact it's almost triple but again two phones situation so it's not yeah. okay wait so yeah, did you hard. go on the seven last yeah so seven just days? last seven days scroll down and it's yeah. like it says pickups 70 per day for me. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm, I'm what's your total pickups for the Total for the pickups for the, uh, for the week, so week is 683. Mine's 495. You've got okay. a kid. 270. I, I wish I had brought my other phone actually yeah. to just uh, – because I think I'd – be up there. Is, that the, well. is that the one that would have the numbers? That's his email only. I uh, know, <laughs> oh, he doesn't no, have email. No, sorry, sorry. I don't think the typewriter has screen time. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a typewriter app on. Yeah, full. Yeah. Um, no, good, good question. So what's going to replace it? Um, well, you know, this is the thing. I reckon if I shut down all social apps, you're going to sit there twiddling your thumbs really, aren't you? And uh, well, that's almost what I wanted. more time with Anna. You yeah. would. You'd have to fill the time. You would. We've got to know because you've got a little bub. How old's uh, so Jack's uh, nine months now. Yeah. So mine's nearly two, and we've after the Seth Godin episode, I got back from New York from America, and I said, Amy, I reckon we don't use any device around the kid, so we don't show him any videos when we get home, and we've stopped it. Maybe there's like literally we've gone down, I reckon, 95% from what we were doing. Yeah. Not that we're doing it at a fuckload, but it was a go-to if he was just losing If you're mind. desperate, yeah. Desperate, as you know. It's, yeah. what, it's just – You have to. If you're desperate sometimes, you just have to put something down. 100%. And it has 100% mean that we actually spend more time together as a, as a partnership – partnership well, that's how i say my relationship full-blown business partnership no but just as a couple and with Bodhi, he loves it so yeah. it's like and what <laughs> i realized like he, lo- like he loves no like, actually what we realized out. so we get home and we <laughs> take him to the park because all he says when we get home slide slide park park slide. when what he was meaning was slide like unlock the phone <laughs> slide slide, slide. But, he would love the phone as well, but he also loves the park. So if you just choose for him, the park's more productive as if yeah, for a baby. That's my point. Yeah. So Do you read we're, books? St- we're all big babies. Do I read? And see, this is something I want to improve. And and as I've said, I've been putting a lot of thought into this detox thing. Mm. And so I've got. Uh, well, then you've got Audible. So yeah. is that considered an app? No. Well, so no. I was using the thing with Audible. Well, it's not really social, is it? Yeah. No. So it's not social. I got Audible ten years ago, and I've got like couple of hundred books on there used it religiously and i've but what i felt is it's a, such a different experience than actually reading a book i have only read a book from start to finish 
in the past mm. for the first time. I'm 28 for the first time this month. Is there a correlation between right? the social yeah. media? Yeah. Well, so, the thing yeah. was, it. Well, that, the funny thing is, the book was all about why you should get rid of your social yeah. media. Yeah. But I was the biggest tip was around underlining, which we've mm. spoken. Mm. We spoke about. If yesterday. we're big babies. And so which we for, are. Yeah, which we which are. We are. So yeah. for my son, I've made the decision, which is choose the park, which is more beneficial, more produ- productive for him as a person over giving him a phone. So if we're big babies and we had an adult that had to make a decision for us based on what was most productive and beneficial for us, it's not the fucking phone. No one's choosing social media yeah. as the thing, if they're to be honest, about what how, how much we can develop based on doing something else. You wouldn't choose it, so we do it, choose it for ourselves. Yeah, I think also when you remove the social media element, I mean, it, it's it takes more effort to be engaged with your kid and yeah. you know and yeah, play and throw the ball to him and stuff, and and to spend more time with your missus talking about shit that doesn't necessarily interest you. Just talking Chang, talking Chang, you know. But <laughs> do you but, talk Chang with your missus? Yeah, we talk all yeah. the time. She was We're first mates. No, but I was wondering, you, you actually talk Chang. Chang is a universal thing that you do with yeah, everyone. Yeah, we're just talking shit. Okay. Yeah, we talk talking shit all the time. In fact, yeah. we talk mostly shit. Yeah. But, um, but the, you know, the truth is it is more labour intensive, right? But it's better for your well-being, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing now this massive movement of people writing books about social media and mm-hmm. how tears it is. And we're seeing... The tears how, thing. How, how tears? Get, he how said tears? that two times. Tears. It's better than saying how... <laughs> that's cancer. Tears, yeah. tears is that's, like... That's what the young people say. Tears is, yes. It's Have cancer. you heard that? Young people saying that? That's cancer. I don't hang out with young people. Yeah. So. But where the fuck did you get tears from? Tears is another one of our isms. It's just, oh, that's a Chang thing. Chang, it's tears. Mate, Something's tears. tears. Crying, it's that's sad. Shit. It's tears. It's sad, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I think we're seeing more, and people are writing books about it yeah. now. So we're seeing more of this movement away from social. Not that we've read them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of mental health stuff. You know, there's a lot of mental health stuff associated with comparisons. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and we're seeing an increase in, in mental health issues. So, yeah, I'm all for it, man. Let's start reading books together. Have you gone to, because you were having, <laughs> you were going through your own mental health struggles. Yep. Did you go to a therapist? I didn't really want to. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> no, no, I, I did actually. So when I had Jack, they reckon that one in ten men suffer from anxiety and depression. And I'm, mate, you, you guys pretty much, what you see is what you get. Yeah. I'm pretty, you know, I've always been the sort of bloke to go to a party and just, you know, be one, not necessarily one of the lives of the party, but I can have a conversation. Yeah. Have and a I chain. never, never had problems with mental health mm-hmm. whatsoever. Not that I thought anyway, mm-hmm. right? But... Um, when I had Jack, I was 44, started late, and I think the sudden realisation that you can't be this selfish prick mm. anymore, I think it and, – and not only that, but, you know, when you're getting into your 40s, you start thinking about your own health, like, you know, physical health, not yeah. getting cancer and dying and stuff, mm. and who's going to look after your kid if you do. So all this stuff sort of – I got a bit of postnatal anxiety, mm-hmm. not so much depression. I got a little bit depressed – because I had anxiety, but anyone that hasn't suffered from anxiety, it's quite, it's mm. quite a terrible experience, right? And so for about three months there, I had really bad anxiety. Uh, come out the other end of it now, but um, but I think all this stuff, this you know, cycling maven thing, mm. and being so prolific mm. on social as what I've been for the last six years was a contributing factor. I'm mm. interested in the therapist stuff because TJ and I have talked about it. I've never done it. Bree has. You're looking at the time for us. We're all good. We've got. Yeah. We, we can go over for an hour. Yeah. Um, 
the whole therapy thing. I want to I want to understand your thought process of picking a therapist. What are they like? Do they always side with you? With you? Like if shit's going on, do they ever fucking hard talk and say, mate, you need to sort this shit out? Mate, I reckon they should do more of that, to be honest with yeah. you. I mean, uh, so what happens is you get in Australia, you get this option, which is part of Medicare. And, and obviously the healthcare system is identifying the fact that mental health issues in people are a big problem at the moment and it's only increasing. So what they've facilitated is you can go see a psych for a subsidised rate for 10 sessions, mm-hmm. right? And so you, what you do is you go do six sessions first yeah. and then if your GP still thinks you need more, you can go back for an extra four, mm. which in all reality, let's face it, if you've got issues, you need you need, you need to be going every yeah. week for the rest of your bloody mm. days, right? But it's going to cost you a fortune. Yeah. So you went to the GP? So I went to the GP and I, sa- and he, and I said, look, I, I don't know what this is, but mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, and he said it's anxiety. You've got postnatal anxiety. So he said, here's some drugs. I didn't want to take any drugs. I've never been into what drugs. What sort of drugs? SSRIs. They, he gave me some Zoloft. What does that do? So it's an antidepressant, which has an anti-anxiety effect to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, read up on it. Anyone that's listening, read up on it. But it's um, it's it messes no, with good. you. It messes hardcore with you. So I decided not to take it and just get into the exercise and eat healthy. And I thought, you know what? We all need a bit of therapy. So I went, I went and saw a psych as well. Had he given you already the referral? Yeah, he gave me a referral and I actually found that there was a psych about 100 metres around the corner from my house. So I went and had a chat with her, female. <laughs> I don't recommend a male going and seeing I should. I don't know whether I should say this, but I don't think that's it, your personal opinion. Yeah, it's my personal opinion, but I don't think a male should go see because I didn't really bond with her. Uh-huh. You, you want to be. You want to be able to talk Chang. Talk Chang. So you you're wanna, saying go with the man. So I think males, and this is very general. So, mm-hmm. but I think males are probably better with males mm-hmm. because women really can't empathise with a male, even though they try. Yeah, you probably can't. So what much. are they? How did? And so how was I it found structured? that my connection wasn't great with her. Mm. And so what were you expecting and what, what did it end up being? Well, you know, I, I started – so good question. So I went in there and I sat down and I basically thought, okay, I'm going to make the most of this. And I'm an open book. <laughs> yeah. I'm an open book, right? I don't give a shit. I'll tell, I'll tell you guys right now. Have we got yeah. another hour? I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah. Perfect. But, uh, you know, I'm an open book. So I went in there and I just told her everything about my life and about the fact that I've had a kid and I've been selfish all was, my life. Was there pressure? Because I feel the pressure of part of the reason of not going to a therapist is I'm like, there's mm. too much shit. And I want to get everything down. Am I going to have to fucking dot point? Like, because I know mm. even with these podcasts, I'm like, I want to keep talking. And yeah. so my concern is that I leave being like, motherfucker, we didn't get to yeah. all the shit that I wanted to get yeah. to. Yeah, well, that's what the, you know, the sessions are, are spaced out because they really want to get a good understanding yeah. of you. But the thing is, I really felt with her that, you know, I was sort of this flowing river of information yeah. and she was just sitting there. And in the end, uh, and this is the other thing, right? Unless you have experienced anxiety or depression, because, you know, like traditionally, if someone's, you know, 10 years ago, if someone said to me, I'm a bit depressed, I'd say, hard the fuck up, let's go drink some beers and fucking let's have some some fun, right? But the problem is, is unless you've experienced anxiety and depression yourself, you don't truly know what that person's going through. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you now, now that I've had anxiety, it was one of the worst few months of my life. Mm -hmm. Like every day waking up, mate, the moment I would wake up and open my eyes in the morning, I'd be in a state of panic. Mm. And I'm talking panic. Yeah. Would you be? Would you go on social mm. media then? What was your first thing? No, that no, doing no. I wasn't doing anything. I could barely get out of bed and go to work. Yeah. All I was thinking about, and this is where it gets into this vicious cycle, all I was thinking about is get out of bed, 
get in the shower, get dressed, go to work and try to just forget about it. And that was the massive struggle was just to get out of bed. Yeah. So, so unless – my point is unless you've been in that situation, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm talking to this chick and after about four sessions I was like – I turned around and I said, have you ever suffered from anxiety and depression? And she goes, I don't really want to talk to my patients about that. And it yeah. was at that moment I realised that we yeah. we cannot continue. Yeah, yeah. This well, I mean, you can't have it. It feels a bit. That's what I hate about retail. <laughs> to change the pace, but the no, the fact that you fucking there's that uh, there's a lack of honesty maybe with it. Like she's playing a certain role, and she can't. But I think what you need is her role to be human. And is that a human thing to say? Yeah. I don't think it fucking is, Yeah, right? and it was quite – I felt as though it was just a one-way, you know, here's me just spilling yeah. my guts about my life and being completely vulnerable and open. Yeah. And mm. this chick's just sitting there taking notes and looking <clears> at me and I was – in the end I was like, yeah. do you know what? If you're going to go see a therapist, you need to connect with them. Yeah. It's very important. How many sessions did you end up Well, doing? I think after one session you need to decide whether that person mm. is the right person and then go see someone else. Who is that – who said recently? That, oh, it's in that Boren Letters book that you were reading. Uh-huh. It says, try something at least twice. Do yourself uh-huh. that favour. Yeah, interesting. Because the first time you build this understanding based on the interaction, yeah. the second time you test it yeah. because it might be different and you might be different. Like I totally get that the therapist, psychologist needs to – a part of their job is to be relatable in some respect. Yeah. And I don't know how that is. It could be matching your warmth or, or your sort of tone or something like that. Mm. If you transition that to other positions of service like a personal trainer, you don't have to be a personal trainer. You don't have to be a personal trainer. You don't have to have been fat to help someone lose fat. Be sure you can empathise to the, to the state they were in, which is the, maybe the mental state. But it's not the defining factor, I don't but think. But I think Maven's point is it's actually not that she did or didn't have anxiety. It was the fact that she, her being professional, like her answer mm. to me, if she said, no, I don't, mm. like I haven't, yeah. I think that that would actually be different. So what, what you said before, Josh, about all those internal thinkings going into these psychology sessions, mm. no different. I've had that. I've yeah. been... And I experienced that and I thought I want to get to the fucking point. Yeah. Why are we breaking this up? Mm-hmm. I want to keep going. There's so much more. You haven't even gone. You haven't even dug yet. Yeah. And so there is – It's like being on someone else's podcast. Yeah, you, <laughs> it's, it's like there might be a – their strategy which might not serve your needs is 10 sessions to get to that rapport building, which is super hard when you're in a vulnerable place. So I get, I get that and I kind of see that. I think what, what's good is that you fucking went and you had an experience – but do you yeah. think you but should go th- again? Like, is there a is there this test testing ground where you go to five different ones? That seems like a lot of a lot of uh, mental energy in recontextualizing every single time and saying, "Hey, this is who I am." Doing that mm-hmm. whole. Yeah, I think for someone like me who can talk to anyone, I, I can meet someone and I can tell them straight up that I'm I'm suffering a little bit. I've got a mm-hmm. little bit of anxiety, so mm-hmm. bear with me. And I'm that sort of guy. But there's other mm. people who are quite – I know, think there's less at stake though with those people because I reckon I would have more – I reckon I'd be more okay with just opening up to a random than the person that's going to fucking – is this person judging me and having to respond with an answer? Like I feel like that would give me more anxiety. Like I'm saying I reckon I'm more – You can like relate you in to that, the- I can relate to you in that way. Yeah. And so yeah. – ma- 
But so that's you, even like the podcast. We talk about the fact that we'll say shit on the podcast that we probably aren't <laughs> comfortable saying to people's faces. Yeah. Or like you wouldn't say to your family or your friends, but on a podcast you get a mic and it gives you a little bit of fucking Well, you, you know, we're sitting here with three blokes in a room just talking talking, talking rubbish with each other, talking chang with each he other. He doesn't want to cross brand. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. He <doesn't> want to <laughs> allow us to that's use the, the two. Yeah, I just want right. you guys yeah, to, exactly. you know, assist. It's your and assist. <laughs> <laughs> but um, – but you know, it's uh, we're relaxed here. Whereas if we were sitting in an auditorium with you know X amount of you know, thousands of people that download your your podcast every day, um, it would be a whole different dynamic. Mm, yeah. And so you know, going back to the the psychologist thing, it's uh, it's a for me it was an easy thing to do, but for other people it can be quite difficult. And so they'll need more sessions, right? Ten sessions. I mean, Medicare have to put a number on it. Yeah, they have to put a number on it. So that's fair enough. What was the what was the final vibe when you sort of you asked that question? Was was that at a level of frustration that you had where it's like I don't feel like I'm connecting? Have you was that the tipping point where you said said that? And how did it all sort of mm. end? I, I realized after a few sessions that so you went back. Yeah, for, I went okay. back for six sessions. To her. Yeah, to her, to the same one. But I realised that after about three sessions that what was happening is there was a pattern of me going, talking Chang for the whole duration of the hour and not really getting anything back. And so mm. what she was doing was just getting trying to get me to, as a male to mm. talk about my problems, yeah. right? But I do that anyway. Mm. Yeah. So for mm. me, I didn't get any value out of it. For other people who have trouble with that or talking with a loved one mm. or a friend – I highly recommend mm. going. This is the reality: is there's good and bad psychologists. Yeah. Therapists. Well, there's yeah. Al- there's also right uh, right for you, right, right for fit, you, yeah. wrong for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's the um, if you were to tackle it again? Do you think there are questions that you could ask the therapist up front that would sort of hack the system to know if they're a right fit? <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy thing. I mean, look, I pretty much know when I meet someone within you know five minutes of talking to them, even less, whether we're getting along. Yeah. Or whether I like this person, mm-hmm. and I think that's pretty much mm-hmm. most people, right? And I think that's what you got to do when you go see. It's just that's rapport, it, right? It's just rapport. Yeah. And I think she had didn't really have any people skills, mm-hmm. and so it's one thing to be a professional and talk to professional, but you need to build that rapport. And so, my advice to her is: if you're listening, um, I won't say her name, but uh, you need to, you know, you need to be able to bond with people. Yeah, and is the. Um did you look at – did she have certain skills where it's like specialises in yeah. ex-cyclists? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ex- Ex-cycling YouTube. YouTubers. Yeah. That's very niche. Have yeah. you built an audience? Yeah. Now want Mavis? to make a shift? Yeah. I mean, she's niched. And that's funny <laughs> you say that. The YouTubers is a funny niche because they're all a bit fucked. That's right. Yeah. It's social media. See, this is the other thing, right? There's, I said, this whole thing coming out with social media people getting fucked in the head. And you yeah. can see a lot of big YouTubers are, you know, there's people breaking down left, right, and center. Mm. Well, there's that app. What is the app that everyone's been? Have you seen this? There's a, a mental health app that people have been doing sponsored content for did you see this or no like no. smiling was, mind or? yeah no 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 it wasn't one of them it was oh, one no, of oh, better health better health okay so it philip was, defranco yeah there was a whole there was did he he did a whole expose on them or what was what was you the know they're, they're like the uh, you know when you go to youtube and you see the uh, this uh, advertisement is this uh, video is sponsored by squarespace well yeah. i think better health uh, is the equivalent to squarespace in the mental health space yeah and um and I've never actually checked it out, but um, I think the criticism that people were having was it, they were 
pitching it as a solution instead of going to a counsellor that you could just mm. use an app and get help. Yeah. And the other thing too is it was a little bit gross because people were using their mental health stories and then at the end oh God. it was a, if you're feeling like this, use the better health, yeah. which I could see the benefits of that but I could also see how it's, yeah. it's a bit fucked yeah. These things, uh, you know, mental health is a funny one to talk about because you can get other people with mental health issues when they in the depths of what they're going through can get quite triggered. Yeah. And so this is why at the bottom of uh, – and this is the other thing is people don't like talking about it. So, for example, a friend of ours within the cycling community committed suicide recently, a local Melbourne guy. And, you know, it's it's tough talking about in news articles when, when these – these uh, media outlets are writing these things because they don't want to specifically say suicide because it can trigger other people. Mm. And I find that quite interesting that when you read these articles, you don't know how this person, this young person that you know passed away. Well, if you look at the bottom of the article, if they mention lifeline. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It's usually something is – there's been tough times. And I don't know whether you're you're allowed to even – you know, so this is something I'm quite – Interested. I mean, what's your TJ? What's you've had a suicide throughout mm. your life growing up with friends? What's mm. do you did you find that helpful them not talking about it, or did you find that it was who not talking about like it? Th- say the way that society communicates with it? I remember you having mm. pushback on the radio station saying, "Oh, uh, Lifeline," like doing that whole bit mm. beforehand. Well, I always felt that it was a, it was ticking the box. So the the empathy, empathy I have for the radio announcers is half the time they're having to talk about this shit. He has a podcast, doesn't know to turn his phone. No, that's right, mate. Um, <laughs> it was his wife, uh, partner. But I empathise for the fact that you ne- sometimes you just like have to talk about it yeah. and then I felt like that there was the box tick at the end. But then what I do also think now, not that I've changed my mind, but I was thinking about that app, right? Yeah. There's casualties within that space – I mean, if they're promoting don't go to therapy, you can use our app. Mm-hmm. The reality is that there's probably a small percentage that use the app and actually got heaps of benefit out of it. Yeah. So there is so many ways and it's like don't not do something. Mm-hmm. It's like every bit counts. But if they're being stinky with the business model, it's yeah. hard. It's so it's such a hard Look, thing. Look, I think what, what the reason people don't, as I said to you earlier – they don't want to – for you it's okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you're – you know, whether you're having any mental health issues. But mm. for people who are suffering from bad mental health issues, I can understand that someone committing suicide can trigger them mm-hmm. to have those thoughts. Mm. And so that's – it's exclusively for people who are suffering themselves from mental health issues because I've been there, man. You know, I've been in that place. So do you think that having been in that place that – we should all constantly have that lens. Do you think it was beneficial not having that externally available to you? A- absolutely. Like that when, you know, I was going through these hard times when Anthony Bod- uh, is it Bodain? Bodain. Bodain committed suicide and I couldn't even look at the computer whenever I saw anything like that. I didn't want to know about it because it was not just him. It was also that female, famous female, what's her name? I can't remember her name right now, but two people in, in the States committed suicide mm. at the same time. Mick Jagger's wife, no, Mick Jagger's wife, one of the designers. Oh, yeah, the, the designer. Uh, the handbag. Yeah, Amy handbag lady, yeah. 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 Bree, what's her name? You know, Kate Spade. Yeah, Kate, Kate Spade. Spade. Yeah. So, and I was going through a real tough time. Then. So I couldn't look at any of that stuff because I was so down and that just made me worse. Mm. And so now as, as someone who's, you know, come, sort of, I've sort of come out the other end, I look back at that and, and if 
You know what I mean? Like I don't, mm. I wouldn't take it as hard now mm. it's a, it's such as an, what I did then. It's an interesting perspective. I've never thought about that. I, and I, and when we were encouraged, see, well, I was never told that as someone working in a broadcast, a big broadcast business. There was never comms around, and maybe maybe there's just no thought to it they about built the talking about suicide could trigger suicide. Yeah, we say that, you know, like it's inter- so fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I, I was still thinking about doing a video on my channel actually about what I've been through myself, and mm. but the only thing that's holding me back is triggering other people who are in that mm. real rut. The, the hard thing is, what if you save lives from it? Mm. What if that video is the catalyst for someone to go and seek help? And yeah. that's what I mean about the the. It's so hard because we they're hypotheticals. That app, they yeah. help people. Yeah. They didn't help people. Their intention was probably good creating it. It's like we could help a fuckload of people. Yeah. And it's a really it's a predicament. We don't know. We I don't think know. I think probably the I feel like the answer is deeper conversations lead to empathy. Mm. I think the problem is that. Social media, Instagram have these micro moments where we don't have the ability to build empathy. You talking about suicide on an Instagram post, the same area where, you know, my mum posts a, posts a photo from being away or stuff like that. I think mm. that context switch of the the chicken barley in her bikinis and then Maven talking about, you know, his mental health struggles, I think that is... The hard bit, mm. yeah, that's right, and that, that's a good point because you are, you're, you're in, uh, you're at the mercy of the algorithm, really. Yeah. Mm. But but the vlogger that has a sick life is that potentially not a trigger point for someone who has, to them, is the worst life. De- definitely, that, a that's a really good point. Well, that's why we need to we that. need to be conscious of what we're consuming. We yeah. need to, I think we need to be hyper, hyper, hyper critical. We've allowed all these people in. We've followed all these people because Instagram says to follow and you click through and you're accumulating and it mm. seems like a bit of a game and you follow me and I follow you and it's this mm. mutual thing. But what I don't think that we've taken into consideration is the actual damage that it's doing. It's like we're fucking eating the whole cake and we haven't realised that the flow-on effect to that is going to be huge. Yeah, and, yeah. and exactly. Like look at my situation with the YouTube channel. I mean there's a lot of my followers that, you know, probably think I have this amazing life. And, yeah. and you know, I've, I've had comments that, you know, when Hannah and I are in a video together, some of the comments are like relationship goals and stuff like this. Between and, and I look mm-hmm. at comments like that and think, fuck, if only you knew how much we fought. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so it's not real. And, I, and yeah. I suppose part of what I'm doing is I'm trying to propagate that mm. I'm just a normal dude. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. And I'm still frustrated with things and, and I'm just like you. Mm. And you might have 20 followers. Yeah. How do you I'm do not it? talking about you because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen you've got more. Yeah, yeah, 22. <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you do it in a genuine way? Uh, how do you – because there's obviously uh, people who are posting their um, – oh, look, I'm, I'm also a bit fat some days and they post a photo of them where they've just had a fucking loaf of bread. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you do authenticity? So, are you saying these people are seeking this particular person is seeking attention, or they're, no, they're, they're, they're seeking- doing what they think authenticity means? Yeah, that I've eaten a loaf of bread. I'm a bit bloated now. Here's the before and after. So, what's authenticity for you? Yeah, okay. So I get it now. So we only have to go look at our little circle of friends and see them posting. 
you know, like, you know, Joe Bloggs might post a photo of him and in, in such and such in this, you know, like we see those epic photos where you're like, oh, you motherfucker, I yeah. wish I was there doing that with you, right? Mm. But the truth is I think guys that I follow, some people I follow are just like they're doing these raw shots and they're not trying to put a filter over them. And I think that's the way to do it. Mm. I think what I'm saying is I could make a Casey Neistat style vlog but I think it's better for me to hold the camera shaky, mm-hmm. just not orchestrated in any way, just talking. And I think being authentic without any real video production is the best way forward because it people can then relate to you. So yeah. then does that just become a um – yeah, it's interesting because I could see that being if that's the benchmark. If the benchmark of authenticity is the camera work, then we end up living in these mockumentaries where we're taking shit photos of really contrived things. Because mm. lighting can do it. Like a lot of people criticize Photoshop, but fuck, I can make someone look good by just changing the way mm. that light hits. You know, do you think? Face. Do you think a video of you talking about mental health is more authentic, thoughtfully authentic, as opposed to a vlog where you're just talking about your day and like family stuff? Like, yeah. what's what's more authentic in your eyes? Yeah, I think the vlog's probably more yeah. authentic uh, way of doing it because you can do that on a consistent daily basis. Okay. You know, or how often, however often you post your videos. But I think to intermittently come out, for example, if I was to make a, a mental health video every week, after a while you'd sit there and go, look, dude, I don't fucking mm. like coming to your channel because all you do is whinge about mm. your problems, mm. right? So I, I hear, think I tell you who'll be trolling you. The uh, psychologist that you did six episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> send, a, send a link. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you fucked up. Yeah. Six sessions was yeah. not enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maven needs a dick in him. Maven <laughs> <laughs> needs a cock in his ass. Wow, we're glad we brought that around. I was actually going to cut that whole bit because we've gone a bit over today, but we'll yeah. obviously keep that no, in. No, okay, uh, Maven, so you're three, three episodes into your podcast. Oh, um, can you give us some – I know you're only three episodes in, but we tried to film our podcast yesterday. And I saw that. I actually saw footage it. is great. It's that's a, what we do. But the clusterfuck. the feeling that it gave us. Maybe that's all you know so right you, now. Yeah, this this is in line with what we were talking about earlier, and I don't want to rattle on because we're wrapping the podcast up. But mm-hmm. it adds, a, like for example, this is pretty easy. Yeah. You, you get mm-hmm. the audio file, you tweak it a bit, and you bang. Mm-hmm. You can you can. And this is what Seth Godden would say: is just get your content. Bang! Don't yeah. you know? Ship. Yeah. Just get it up. Right. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It's not perfect. I never said that. Well, he, yeah. Yeah, he I says, said just merely ship. Which is slightly different, apparently. It sounded like you said merely ship, <laughs> just merely ship. Which, which I'm, I I struggle to understand that. Do you? I think well, yeah. What his um yeah no I, I I think that it's it's he was saying he was extending it to be mm. um you don't have to ship shit. It's merely ship. I don't know. Unless you're in just the fertilizing sh- business, merely ship. And merely ship. ship. What is so, so, something that's of good reasonable yeah, quality? Yeah, exactly. And I think. When you throw the cameras in, mm. it adds this whole new element of complexity, and especially mm. if you're not a video editor. So, for example, for me, I then have to go through my hour-long Talking Chang podcast yeah. uh, video version that I'm going to put on YouTube, and then I have to go through and do the multi-camera. And so that takes me an hour or you know, what two hours. What about the on-camera bit? So what we're finding especially is the camera shit we're fucking done before. It's our mm. bread and butter. But the actual being there with the microphone and all of a sudden realising that – your facial expressions are being caught. So when you're saying something that's really serious, when you're talking about your mental health things, mm. when we're filming, I have to think, okay, um, am I looking sad enough? 
No, see, I'd never think of that. And that's part of authenticity. This yeah. goes back to our authenticity thing. Yeah, but maybe you, you just, just don't know any other anything else. Well, you know, and again, I'm a, I'm a wrong person to talk to about because I've done lots of videos. So I'm at a stage where I can look at the camera and I just don't care. What I, mm-hmm. it's, it's me. This is me. Build well, actually, muscle. maybe it's not even that I should, I should um, tra- backtrack. Your, your the, quote, Josh, I I can feel my nose on my face, I can, which is a heightened awareness to yeah, – Hyper, uh, yeah. Hyper a, awareness to what yeah. you're, you're just so, being. So, I'm reali- so normally I think that 100% – video version of me right now isn't as authentic as what you're hearing and the reason or that what you're experiencing because what you're experiencing i don't have to think about it what i think just happens over time is we'll get to a point where it doesn't become a thing but at the moment i feel that all of a sudden the visual communication just purely Mm. by having the camera there body language and stuff am i sitting up straight Mm. all those types of things just play in the back of my mind. I think it only happens through repetition and doing it a lot yep. um, that you get better with and it. And you, you're spot on. You have to do it multiple times just to speak before you just forget about yeah. it. And uh, But I think it's good. I think it adds a whole new element to the podcast that because I think people want to see you and they want to build that connection with you because I think your listeners will be loving your podcast at the moment. Mm. That, I mean, I love it. And so I want to get to know you guys mm. a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I, we, we got told by... A friend of ours, Conspiracy Jimmy. What did he yeah. say? He said that uh, the video is like you risk uh, losing some of the mystique. mystique. Yeah, but then I my thought yeah, of that a, was there's a there's a different audience. So if, if there's like a break, so you've got your audience which compiles people coming in from all different angles. You break down those audiences. There could be some that only watch the video version. They actually don't use the podcast app. So then that is another person. So I don't think it's a reason to say no to it based on losing the mystique, it could be the thing that actually makes it work. Well, the thing is you guys are presentable, right? You're good-looking roosters, right? Today. You you know, if you were, you know, just a a three out of ten, then I'd probably say stick with the podcast. Well, well, Derek said something. uh, Scooter Derek said that if you, he heard us, he would think that we were a couple of fat guys with Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I think uh, like uh, I'll, I'll stand by that. I, I, have, we wear Hawaiian I have been. I think we should. Fuck. That's Let's what we're going to do. The Next daily time you talk, get me back no, on. The daily talk show, Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> that, how sick would that be? Where can we get them from? We just need. You need Hawaiian shirts and then we'll get a really nice a patch it says the right, this is what we're going to do. This has already been done though, right? Because Rupert Guinness, who's a Sydney Morning Herald reporter, mm. is for 20, no, nearly 30 years he's been wearing a Hawaiian shirt in all his news things. It, really? Yeah, Google it. Rupert Guinness. Yeah. Rupert Legend. Guinness. He's a great he's guy he's too. Well, he's beat us. The Hawaiian shirt thing I think could be a thing. But do you know it's what I want to do is our next uh, cool merch – uh, patches, yeah. so that people can then sew them onto their bags, yeah. or they can. Do you think that's cool yeah. or no? Is no. That too- how many people know how to sew? Yeah, no. I mean, I'm ex navy. Oh, I know how to sew. I'll take the sewing away from it. They they look like they've been stitched, but then you can iron them on. So there's ones with just a back. That Who you the iron. fuck owns an iron? Who the fuck owns a thread and a needle? But I thought that that could be a fun. <laughs> the dude who's into crochet. <laughs> Why don't we do that's this? Who likes Why that? don't we Give do it this? To Hannah. <laughs> what, we, what we'll do? We'll get, we'll get five of them made up, and yeah. we'll work out some way of giving them away. These are 
fucking primo. There's five of them, mm. right? That's all. You and I, are go- TJ and I are going to have one each. Yeah. So there's only fucking three left. So just well, get one, that's How two. the hell so, do we decide? Uh, well, so we've got to work out a way. How can we give them away? But not if only- If we do an auction, can you- do I'll the auction. I'll help. <laughs> Mark's paying the real estate agent on that. <laughs> I'll vlog it. Vlog. So now how about this? We'll uh, we'll get three three of them done that we'll give them away. But what we'll do is yeah. we'll also include a needle and thread in the mail so that it's Can you send sharp items in the mail? Well, you're actually teaching people. Well, that's a good question. I don't think so. Yeah. But you're actually helping teach a new skill. Well, this is good. I'm yeah. liking it. This is like mm. cubs. I never did cubs, but I would have loved to. Did you do cubs? Did you have to <laughs> no. do that before Navy? No. Dib, dib, dob, dob. Did you do uh, – what's the other thing after Cubs? Uh, scouts. Scouts. Do you do yeah. Scouts? No, I never did any of that. Just oh. straight to the Navy because I was you, a rebel kid and my dad wanted to get rid of me. Hey, can you um, <laughs> can you uh, please tell me the video where there's someone wakeboarding behind a huge ship? Yeah, yeah. So, so Google uh, on, on YouTube, Google uh, water skiing behind HMA's Torrens wow. and you'll see me water skiing behind a – Destroyer escort. Totally illegal, but fuck. Totally cool. illegal. Off the off the coast of Darwin. Did they ever get in trouble or anything? Anything happened from it or no? No, no, we didn't. We were actually uh, in action stations with the United States, uh-huh. and we'd been working nonstop for like two weeks. So we pulled off. From what an action fleet. station? What does that so, mean? So action stations is when you do four hours on, like you're full. Everyone's on the ready for war. Did you just say ship. for four hours though? So you do four hours on four hours off, four hours on four hours Yeah, four hours. You mate, could do four hours. I've, I haven't done action. <laughs> I haven't had been in my action station today. <laughs> so, yeah, so we pulled off. We, the ship pulled off and we just found a little patch of uh, water out in the middle of nowhere. International just, waters. International so were you water. in a war? No, it was war games. So every year they do Kakadu something. So we have war games with all the United States. F-18s, firing cannons, yeah, you name it. Like it's proper. Like the Olympics sort of thing? Like the Olympics but for warships. With real With real stuff. Well, Mm. yeah. So what do you shoot at? So you shoot at targets. Sometimes F-18s will carry a um, a thing behind them. So then we shoot it with the the anti-air stuff. But – but yeah, you have all these ships, man, aircraft carriers thing, and they're all trying to sink each other, hypothetically. Do Navy, mm. do, if you're in the Navy, do you have a gun? Well, you learn how to use guns, but I was an electronic technician, so I had a solder. What does that actually mean? Oh, so you were, slash yeah. water scare. So what would you actually put together then? What were you dealing with? So I was electronic, so I was looking after all the cryptographic and the radio equipment, so the ships communicating to each other, I had to make sure all that equipment mm. was running. So if I had like a Uniden CB radio that wasn't working, would you be able to fix it? I used to, because we used to, back in the day, we used to work at component level. So we used okay. to fix resistors and capacitors mm. and solder them and things like that. These days, you just replace the whole unit. <laughs> so what you're saying is you could go to JB and get me a new one? Absolutely. These days, definitely. <laughs> he lost his job because yeah. they just realised yeah, that's they can right. I'm redundant what now. isn't fixed. So everything's cheap and China, put, China made me redundant. Um, talking Chan is, is the name Chang. of the po- Chang. sorry. Chang. 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 Have I been saying Chan the whole no, time? No, no, no. You just said it then. Okay. Chang. Talking Chang. Uh, mate, it's been good talking Chang with you. Thanks. Uh, the Daily Talk Show. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com. Have we got any emails or no? Um, mate, we've blown this way out, so okay. we'll save them for tomorrow. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Catch See you, guys.